0: Lady Susan by Jane Austen. Letter 7. <music> Letter 7. Lady Susan to Mrs. Johnson. Churchill. My dear Alicia, you are very good in taking notice as Frederica, and I am grateful for it as a mark of your friendship. But as I cannot have a doubt of the warmth of that friendship, I am far from exacting so heavy a sacrifice. She is a stupid girl, and has nothing to recommend her. I would not, therefore, on any account, have you encumber one moment of your precious time by, sen- by sending her to Edward Street, especially as every visit is so many hours deducted from the grand affair of education, which I really wish to be attended to while she remains with Miss Summers.' I want her to play and sing with some portion of taste, and a good deal of assurance, as she has my hand and arm, and a tolerable voice. I was so much delighted in my infant years that I was never obliged to attend to anything, and consequently am without those accomplishments which are necessary to finish a pretty woman. Not that I am an advocate for the prevailing fashion of acquiring a perfect knowledge of all the languages, arts, and sciences. It is throwing time away to be mistress of French, Italian, German, music, singing, drawing, etc., will gain a woman some applause, but will not add one lover to her list. Grace and manner, after all, are of the greatest importance. I do not mean, therefore, that Frederica's accomplishments should be more than superficial, and I flatter myself that she will not remain long enough at school to understand anything thoroughly. I hope to see her the wife of Sir James within a twelvemonth. You know on what ground I ground my hope, and it is certainly a good foundation, for school must be very humiliating to a girl of Frederica's age— and by the by you had better not invite her any more on that account, as I wish her to find her situation as unpleasant as possible. I am sure of Sir James at any time, and could make him renew his application by a line. I shall trouble you meanwhile to prevent his forming any other attachment when he comes to town. Ask him to your house occasionally, and talk to him about Frederica, that he may not forget her.' upon the whole i commend my own conduct in this affair extremely and regard it as a very happy mixture of circumspection and tenderness some mothers would have insisted on their daughters accepting so great an offer on the first overture but i could not answer it to myself to force Frederica into a marriage from which her heart revolted and instead of adopting so harsh a measure merely proposed to make it her own choice by rendering her life thoroughly uncomfortable till she does accept him but enough of this tiresome girl you may well wonder how i contrive to pass my time here and for the first week it was most insufferably dull. Now, however, we begin to mend. Our party is enlarged by Mrs. Vernon's brother, a handsome young man who promises me some amusement. There is something about him that rather interests me, a sort of sauciness, of familiarity, which I shall teach him to correct. He is lively and seems clever, and when I have inspired him with greater respect for me than his sister's kind offices have implanted, he may be an agreeable flirt.' There is exquisite pleasure in subduing an insolent spirit, and in making a person predetermined to dislike acknowledge one's superiority. I have disconcerted him already by my calm reserve, and it shall be my endeavour to humble the pride of these self-important de Courcy still lower, to convince Mrs. Vernon that her sisterly cautions have been bestowed in vain, and to persuade Reginald that she has scandalously belied me. This project will serve at least to amuse me. And prevent my feeling so acutely This dreadful separation from you And all of whom I am loved. Adieu. Yours ever. S. Vernon. Letter seven is again one of my favorites. Um, the ones that Lady Susan writes to Mrs. Johnson, I think that those are just such great letters you get so much there's just so much fun in the letters that lady susan writes to mrs johnson because she's able to be free about it and just say what she really thinks and it's so horrible that it's hilarious i don't know what that says about me but i love lady susan in this book i don't think i'd love her in real life but in this book i just find her letters specifically the one she writes to mrs johnson to be the peak hilarity of this of this whole novel Um, So this is one of those. It's Lady Susan writing to Mrs. Johnson, so she is able to be much more open in what she really thinks. So first off, we start with um, her writing about her daughter, Frederica, which earlier we have heard that she has gone to school and she has left Frederica at school um, for whatever reason. In the earlier letters, when she is trying to hide and make herself sound good, she says that she has left Frederica at school because You know, she needs to get more accomplishments and it's so sad that she did not have a good education when she was younger, but she really needs to get that education now. But in this letter, she makes it very clear that no, she's been sent to school as a punishment. Um, Frederica is, I believe, 16 or 17, I want to say. And that is, and this, at this era, older than most girls would be at a school like this, I believe most of them would go at like, would go until maybe 15, possibly 16, if that. A lot of times it would be even younger. So her starting at a new school at this age, she's hoping Lady Susan is indicating that she thinks that that is too old for her to be at school and that it will hopefully make her uncomfortable. And the whole point is that she wants her to be uncomfortable in this school. And I think one of the best lines in here from this from this letter is how she's talking about how, you know, she's made sure that she, you know, she's very happy with her own conduct on this affair that, you know, many mothers might have forced their daughter to accept such a good marriage. And she, you know, piously is not forcing her to accept this man, even though she should. And instead, I merely propose to make it her own choice by rendering her life thoroughly uncomfortable till she does accept him. So I'm not going to force her to marry this man she doesn't want to marry but i'm going to make her life a living hell until she does what i say um it's just lady susan's hilarious i don't even know how to describe it other than she is trying to force her daughter into this unwanted marriage a marriage that she has admitted in previous letters that she would not want to do because she finds this man to be too silly to be worth marrying but he's good enough for her daughter because again she doesn't seem to have much care for her daughter she ends that with like um but enough of this tiresome girl she makes it very clear and from what we've read from letters from her sister-in-law it seems very clear that she has had very little to do with her daughter being raised like she left her with the servants most of the time she was not a very attentive mother she was too busy like dealing with her own life to worry about her daughter um is the implication that I get from that. And so she has never been a very careful mother and she only cares about her daughter now because she can get something from her, right? Like she can use her as a pawn, marry her off to a rich man that she can control and then she can control both her daughter and her new son-in-law and use them for money without having to, you know, marry herself or do anything herself. She's, you know, able basically to sell her daughter off for money into this marriage. And that's the only reason she's sort of paying any attention to her now. Um, and so we get that indication. So we learn now that the reason that Frederica has been sent to school is as a punishment to make her miserable, so that hopefully she will eventually agree that marrying Sir James is better than having to live as a prisoner at this school where she's hopefully very uncomfortable. And then the second part of the letter, she talks about what actually Lady Susan has been doing with herself in this time instead of talking uh, Instead of talking about her daughter. So in, in this time, she's trying, she has decided, we've gotten from here, that she's going to take the de Courcys down a peg. She wants to humble the pride of these self-important de Courcys, And the, how she's going to do it is that she is going to charm mrs vernon's brother reginald de courcy and she's going to make reginald de courcy think that his sister lied to him think that it's all crazy think that lady susan is a wonderful person and she's saying that he could be in a tolerable flirt so i'm taking this he's going to try she's going to try and make reginald fall in love with her um and she's going to pour on the charm and she's going to turn over all the efforts of mrs vernon on trying to keep her brother away from lady susan by pouring on the charm to reginald pulling him over to her side this has got two things for her a well multiple things it's a something to do cuz she's bored um two or b <laughs> something um that she enjoys doing we've seen throughout this that she enjoys flirting with people and having men you know hanging on her arm and hanging on her every word she enjoys that kind of attention it seems to be what she thrives on so reginald's the only like available man really to flirt with at this point because i mean otherwise it's just her brother-in-law which doesn't seem like a good option although i wouldn't put it past lady susan if she thought she had a good angle for it um but see and i think just as importantly it will hurt mrs Vernon, her sister-in-law who i think she wants to hurt So it does all of these things for her. It pushes all the right buttons. So she is definitely going to go flirt with Reginald. That is her big plan. That's how she's keeping herself entertained at this moment. And it's the only thing that she can do to entertain herself. It says, The project will serve at least to amuse me and prevent my feeling so acutely. This dreadful separation from you and all whom I'm love. Adieu. So from so it's the only thing she's got to amuse her and distract herself from this horrible separation from all her friends including mrs johnson who she's writing this letter to as well as i assume mr mannering who she also obviously who would be the other person that she loves i think i'm assuming that's the only other person around cuz she's made it very clear that she's into him so that is that letter we get a little more indication that of what's going on with frederica who we just knew Lady Susan had put in school before. Now we know why she put her in school. It was for it was part of this kind of convoluted plan that Lady Susan has for everybody, um, which makes sense because Lady Susan does everything with a reason. She doesn't just do things. She has a reason. She has a plan. She has like a higher thought process. So now we know what that is for this whole school thing with Frederica um, because otherwise it doesn't make a lot of sense in that she's already said that she doesn't have enough money to pay for this school. So I I assume she's just not going to pay it. Um, but so, but there's no good reason to send a girl of this age into it, especially when she's talking about she really doesn't care about any of these accomplishments. She doesn't care whether she learns French, Italian, German, music, singing, all of this stuff doesn't really matter all that much to her. So there's no real reason to send her to school except for that. This is a punishment for her daughter to have to go to this school. And she's hoping that she's miserable there so that she agrees to do whatever Lady Susan tells her to do. And that's what we get out of letter seven, so next time we'll be back for letter eight, and that time this time we'll get one from Mrs. Vernon, Lady Susan's sister-in-law, to her mother, Lady de Courcy. See you then. <laughs>